Dan, looks are deceiving outside today. Oh, are they ever? Yeah, we have a beautiful blue sky, a bright yellow sun that I haven't seen in a while. But man, is it cold. Well, if you think this is cold down here in Ohio, let me tell you, I came from cold in Wisconsin, which is like twice as cold as what you're used to. Yeah, that's you got that right. <laughs> you, you told me the other day it was like minus 17 degrees, and I think we were in the 50s that day. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the feels like was 30 below. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cold and temperature is relative, I think, sometimes, you know, I mean, like a 30 degree day in February feels a lot better than 30 degrees in October. Correct. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad to see the sun. I don't think I saw the sun most of January. Uh, I agree. I think it would be important to drink your vitamin D milk (laughs) and try to avoid any type (laughs) of deficiencies from the lack of sun. Dan and I happen to notice something different here today too, sitting across from us at the table here. Yeah, we uh, we are fortunate enough to have another guest join us here on the Woodhounds podcast. Another guest, and she happens to be the inventor and the owner and the janitor and the accountant and the human resource officer of chain locker usa everyone i'd like to introduce you to kelly miller kelly say hello hi guys thank you i think um dan this is one of the other uh benefits of social media and having the world's greatest firewood podcast in the world Um, we get to meet some very interesting people with some very interesting stories in our industry like kelly miller Yes, indeed. Very great to meet you, Kelly. And I must say the the chain locker, from what I've seen, is definitely one of those things that a woodhound would consider a game changer. So we've we've heard that from a lot of folks. I got to tell you, when I say we, I've got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, I am one of the owners. Uh, My other half, Scott Miller, has been... uh, has been along for the ride every inch of the way. In fact, uh, this game-changing idea came from, I li- we literally say the idea was born in the backwoods of Kentucky. Of Kentucky. Uh, both of us traveling to the back of the farm and cutting, you know, cutting firewood, cleaning up fences. And my brain, in, in full transparency, this, this brain never stops. I mean, and I think I annoy the heck out of him, to be honest, but... Uh. It's like, okay, well, this week we're going to try coffee cans next for our chains, right? Next week it's Ziploc bags and one week it's shoe boxes. And then all of a sudden you're out in the woods and you hit a rock or you hit a fence and you're changing your, and your Ziploc bag that once said sharp is now holding a doll. I mean, it, it's just been one thing after another. <laughs> and eventually it became the idea of there's got to be a better idea. I had, when I first saw the chain locker, and uh, I had first met Kelly about probably a year and a half ago, and I had shown the chain locker on my channel, and wow, were they received uh, greatly. People loved them. And I really do think, Kelly, that this is one of these inventions 
that when you first see it, you think, why didn't anyone ever think of this before? Yeah, so thank you. We actually get, uh, we get a variety. We definitely hear that a lot. Like it's like uh, the very first time we were at the uh, last year, it was called GIE in 2021, the GIE Expo. And we had a guy say that so it's so simple, it's stupid, like, but it's brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, our very first one that came out um, was just the one that went up to the 20 inches. My husband and I self-funded uh, the initial launch of this and we wanted to make sure it was going to be an idea that actually stuck and it did. But you know, it's interesting, Joe, we, we are here, you know, how brilliant it is. And then there's people the chain locker may not be for, right? Like they're, you know, on, on social media, we hear, uh, duh, hang it on a wall. Well, we hear you. You're probably a chainsaw, one chainsaw, you know, person, maybe, you know, for whatever you, you've got a garage and a yard you're taking care of, but this is an on the go, uh, solution. And it's been, we have been blown away by the lawn care industry and how much they've told us how much money they're saving because all the chain lockers are or the majority of them are in bright colors and uh that they are not losing chains on site again and again or they're not getting thrown in the back of the truck to rust mm -hmm. so uh, it, yep so if you are just tuning in everyone we are sitting here with kelly miller of chain locker usa and if if I could describe the chain locker, and some people out there may not even know what it is, it is a long, a long-ish plastic or vinyl container that has compartments in it that you can store any length of of chain. And when it was first brought out, it was about a 24-inch bar was about the maximum length of chain that could go in it, but. Uh, Kelly, you were bombarded with requests from possible consumers that, you know, where a lot of people have an interest in this are the guys that are and gals that are going out into the woods with big bars and chains, and they needed something that it could fit into that as well. Yeah. So the original chain locker went up to 20 inch chains. So any manufacturer, any pitch, any drive link, because as you know, there's not just one 20 inch chain, which it's interesting uh, how much we've learned about chains during this process. But uh, back then, the number one complaint, uh, for lack of a better word, was why is it for baby chains? Why did you make <laughs> one for baby chains? So in November, uh, uh, after a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, uh, can I say possibly some beer drinking opportunities at the kitchen table as uh, <laughs> actually tested um, all the harvesters, anything up to 0.404. And now we've got the Pro Series. And the Pro Series actually has two sides and it's got uh, the two tabs on the end that allow you to loop. And so what's great about the Pro Series is, you know, you can put six uh, 36 inch chains if they're the 0.404s, for instance. Oh. Um, yeah, so it'll hold, you know, or six 42 inch, six 48 inch. I actually have an image of me wrapping a 60 inch chain. That was fun um, in it because of the dual wrap design. 
But then the Pro Series is also great because you can literally use 20, you know, they're versatile. You can put different size chains in both of the chain lockers, the original as well as the Pro Series. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can kind of wrap it around and make it fit and and stay in there securely and, and all that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I like the idea of, because I'm one of those people where if I'm out bucking some logs up or working out in the wood yard and I get to the point where I know my chain needs a little edge put back on it, I usually just will stop for the day then because I don't want to take the time to hand file it right there. I, but if, you know, having the ability to change out the chain and have a nice organized compartment where I don't have to spend five minutes trying to untangle a chain that's gotten bent over each, you know, it's like chainsaw chains don't just lay out flat and stay that way. If you put them in, like you said, a bag or something, you know, they get bent around and it's always a challenge to untangle them. So that's the thing I, I, I would think would be a huge advantage to be able to open up a case, pull out a chain and it's already unraveled and ready to go. Yep. Yep. Well, and I'll tell you like a lot of ours, a lot of our dealers. And so when I say dealers, uh, we are now in four distributors in the United States. We've got a lot of dealers, uh, storefronts and here, uh, it's interesting when we get contacted by a new dealer, like my customer just bought, brought me his chains in a chain locker and oh my gosh, it's brilliant. And then, oh, we now don't have to pay labor to untangle them, straighten them out. <laughs> and I mean, we're hearing all kinds of uh, benefits that we, you know, fundamentally know exist, but now we're hearing them unsolicited from the dealers. So Kelly, tell us how did the chain locker come about? Was it a eureka moment um, you know, when did you decide that this was something that you guys could make and, and then that you were able to put into production and market and sell? Well, it's a fun story. Uh, so literally we've had the idea for about a decade, quite actually longer than a decade now. And in, uh, March, the first week of March of 2020, now you put your pandemic hat on. There you go. Uh, I get home from a business trip from my day job and uh, two days, by the way, trying to get home because I was getting stuck in airports <laughs> and all this stuff about COVID and what is it? But I get home and it was a couple days later and uh, Scott had been nudging me for a couple of years. Like, when are we going to do something with this idea? When are we going to do something with this idea? And it was the following week in March and Scott said, let's do something. So I literally started making phone calls literally to an attorney and said, we want to start a business. How do we do that? That's literally not a joke. And, right. and uh, then it was, okay, we've got the business started. We need to speak with a uh, plastic manufacturer. Uh, we didn't know anything what we were doing at that point. And it's a plastic manufacturer that can make plastic for items that can hold up against gasoline because we knew it needed to hold up against gasoline. And so from there is literally how it started. We ended up getting in touch with a great group of guys out of Indiana and uh, that it, they helped us every step of the way. We were working, of course, with the attorneys on the different patent ideas. And, and we want we had a couple ideas. But, but we also knew, we, I have enough retail experience in my day job that 
you can't have a chain locker for every single size chain, right? It has to be universal. The most you're going to get is one or two spots at retail. And uh, they helped us through it. We and, and the rest is history. So then, so, so do you find, um, you'd mentioned that you were just, you were getting into four retailers where, like, where is it, is chain locker available mostly online or is it purchased like from a retailer in stores? So, so, and, and forgive me if I misspoke, we're actually in four distributors. Distributors. Sorry. Yeah. Who, who of course, uh, you know, offer products and, um, through the supply chain for your still and Husqvarna dealers of the world, your outdoor power equipment. Um, in fact, uh, we actually met, uh, that's how I met Joe was actually through our very first, uh, dealer, um, that we got into back in, uh, December of 21 actually. So, but yeah, so we're into distributors and then to answer your question, we do sell product on Amazon. We also sell it on chain locker USA. Uh, but our heart is definitely trying to support the dealers. We consider brick and mortar the heartbeat of America, especially with your still owners, your your Echo, your Husqvarna, your Arborist. I mean, these guys are taking their chains and these lawn care guys, you know, and, and so uh, all of our pricing, I know it's, uh, it's uh, obviously everybody questions the price. Our price is reflective of what dealers have to sell it at to make a margin. And we have to protect the brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just the other advantage to that is um, just seeing it and holding it and, you know, and seeing what it can really do. I think that's a yep. huge advantage to be able to pick something up, open it up, and then get the concept of what's going on. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. My chains fit right in here. And yeah, I, I, yep. I, I like that too. And it's interesting. Some of the business owners, I mean, they're going in, we're hearing, you know, if a business business owner sees the opportunity, sees the organization, sees that they can load their trucks up, right, uh, with sharp chains and have a doll compartment and keep things because a lot of people use Sharpies and write on the outside what they are. We've got a lot of these business owners going in and buying four, six, eight uh, at a time and, and different colors. So... High-vis orange and high-vis yellow are our two most popular colors uh, for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So, Kelly, is the chain locker, it is produced and uh, marketed here in the United States. Is that right? Indeed. So we are a Kentucky-owned business, and it is manufactured and hand-assembled uh, in Indiana, just across from Louisville. Oh, wow. Do you have employees? Well, uh, my daddy always says, if you want customer service, call Kelly. If you want accounting, call Kelly. If you want, <laughs> like, literally, that's his joke. So, although we've it. hired, we've hired him, we call him the eBay sheriff because uh, <laughs> uh, he'll get on and say, somebody's selling it on eBay for $70, you know, and, and we laugh. We're like, well, somehow, <laughs> he's like constantly watching everything. So, yeah. but no, to answer your question, we do not have employees. Well, that is the old saying is, you know, you work here, your job title is you work from that wall to that wall. <laughs> and yeah. Everything and anything is your job. But that is exciting, though, because you are a nationwide product. Uh, you're still gaining popularity. And you're, you're still, uh, I mean, that's something that a lot of people can relate to, you know, that you are still a mom and pop kind of a operation. 
And, um, you know, you guys really have caught lightning in a bottle with the chain locker. Well, thank you. I mean, we both, uh, as you, we haven't given up our full-time jobs. We work seven days a week, and, literally. And uh, we, the majority of our evenings, you know, as soon as we're done with dinner, we sat down and we start working on Chain Locker. Uh, I would tell you that we are not entrepreneurs. We're, we're not risk takers. But then I'm always reminding myself, here we are. Here we are. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, you said you are from Kentucky. And did I hear earlier, you said, are you a, are you a farmer? Are you a farm girl? So uh, I was, when I say our farm, my husband and I actually met in the woods, literally turkey hunting oh, wow. uh, over 20 years ago. And uh, we have bought uh, a farm in order to continue enjoying the outdoors. So if, if we're not working, if we're not cutting wood, we're hunting for morels, we're hunting anything you can imagine, riding tubes down the creek, letting our neighbors know how crazy <laughs> we are. And uh, so, yeah, so it's not a producing farm, but it's definitely an active farm. You mentioned earlier that uh, just kind of how the idea came about. So were you like, are you, uh, do you cut firewood, burn firewood? Is that how, you know, your use of chainsaw was mostly with firewood or was it, I know you mentioned like maintaining fences and you know, so was it firewood or what, you know, is that kind of like part of your background as well? So again, I guess I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to talk, so I'll tell you the whole nine yards. So yes, we do. When we first bought our first farm, we thought, gosh, this is a great opportunity. I mean, we don't cut down anything that's living, of course, uh, unless it's trail maintenance. But when there's a dead or, you know, fallen tree, we take advantage of it. We uh, probably burn eight to 10 truckloads a year. Um, because once we start in October, we typically burn all the way through March, April, um, yep. 24 hours a day. And uh, back in the day when I was, air quotes, allowed to have my first chainsaw, it was a little 16 inch. <laughs> and then I was allowed to graduate to an 18 inch. And then, uh, and this is kind of how the chain locker came, came you know, to life is then my husband has a different type of an 18 inch. And then we needed a pole saw. That was a 14 inch. Oh. And then we needed a 28 inch. You know, that one, it's like holding on to a daggone motorcycle. <laughs> and, uh, but, and all of a sudden, like we're headed to the back of our property with a tractor, the front, you know, the bucket to, and all the equipment and chainsaw buckets in the back of the Polaris. And again, then it was like, where in the world are our chains? And, I would say there's been one or two times that bickering would occur back in the back of the farm, like looking for your chain. <laughs> did you bring the extra chains? No, you did. What? No, I didn't bring them. You were going to bring them. <laughs> or, or Scott would be like, why is your doll chain in my sharp bag? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about your marketing. Okay. So you obviously have been on YouTube and... Uh, where else are you, you know, you're on social media or in magazine articles or uh, advertisements in print? Yeah, so it is, ha has been an evolution, if you will, on marketing. So, you know, it's been, uh, we first just started with a Facebook page and an Instagram account. And uh, as far as marketing, we, any of the videos that you have seen have been me on a step stool standing above Scott's hands. 
uh, and, and then leaning on uh, hours and hours of me Googling how to edit videos. And actually, we got lucky and reached out to one of my son's friends, and he helped edit one. But that's really been the extent of it. Uh, you know, we've done some stuff with you. We've partnered with uh, the Rice Brothers. Um, they are a great group of boys in dirt dirt racing uh, here locally. Uh, I always say they they throw the dirt just like we do, and they've got uh, good old fashioned uh, work ethic and grit. So it was a great uh, uh, partnership there. Then this year we are expanding into uh, some partnerships to get uh, additional online advertising and newsletters get into some forums so we're going to expand because we want to continue growing that awareness so we can create pull from the the dealers that we're in yeah how many states have you sold chain lockers to all 50. no kidding way to go and are you do you have you sold any internationally we have indeed so uh, our patents in fact have cleared in canada We've got a good distributor partnership in, in Canada. Uh, we have sold to Germany, the Netherlands, um, England. Uh, we've got great uh, partners in Australia, so it's definitely growing. I think one of our big growth opportunities is figuring out how to get a distributor um, that can help us out internationally. Well, if you want to sell any in South Korea, uh, Dan, maybe you could put them on your channel because that's, <laughs> for whatever reason, that's Dan's most popular country. <laughs> I actually, my, my, uh, my analytics switched this past month to my, now my number two, uh, top country is Russia. Russia. <laughs> yes. All right, Dan, you're just uh, Mr. International. <laughs> yes. But it, so if someone wanted to get their hands on a chain locker. Do you have like a store locator or a distributor or a list that they can, you know, put in their zip code and see where it's sold? Or is it, if someone's sitting at home right now listening to this and they wanted to get a chain locker, what's the best route they would go? So it, that is a missed opportunity for us right now. And we realize it. we, I have to figure out how to do a, a, a store locator on our website. We're not there yet. My uh, ask would be that they first ask their local dealers because we first want them to sell, you know, and this is no yep. secret. Our distributors know that as well. Um, we, uh, and, and if that's not a case, they can ask for it. Of course, dealers can reach out to us at uh, Chain Locker USA. Um, at info at Chain Locker USA will be the easiest to remember. But, uh, and then we can get dealers set up. Uh, we'll point them to distributors. In addition, uh, they, of course, can always purchase it from Amazon or ChainLockerUSA.com. Have you ever attended a trade show? You know, like here in Ohio, we have one called the Paul Bunyan Show. And, you know, where uh, manufacturers and dealers will set up a booth. And um, that's a way to, you know, engage with, with the consumer. Have you ever tried anything like that? So, so uh, yes, we've just done the equipment expo so far. That's the only one we've attended. And uh, it was interesting. This year was our first year that we had, had product live to sell. 
And I cannot tell you how many people said, you guys are the most popular booth here. And we're like this <laughs> little 10 foot by 10 foot booth <laughs> with a homemade backdrop that one of our dear friends made for us. And deer skins draped over the back. Like, I mean, it was like totally <laughs> and like people flying around with these things. But Joe, uh, it's, it's interesting that you say that because how many people have asked us to go to the Paul Bunyan show? So I think I probably need to roll my sleeves up and figure out when that is and, and, and how I pull that off. The first weekend of October. Every year it's the first weekend of October. And it, yeah, it's, it's become like the gathering point of, I mean, not only uh, people interested in equipment and chainsaws, but now there's kind of like the secondary uh, phenomenon going on where people come just to meet like people from YouTube channels or like social media. So a lot of social media people get together at these shows as well. So it's really, yeah. it's, it's a good time. Well, I go there to, for free food. I'm always looking for someone to buy me a sandwich. <laughs> got some good food there. Come on. Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting, not just the outdoor and firewood and, 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 uh, you know, lumber industry, but I got to tell you the number of fire departments that are reaching out. So we also know that that's an untapped market. We've had chiefs call us up and say, when we have an issue with a, you know, when we're on scene, I need to know exactly where my chains are, my spare chains are. And it's been interesting how much, you know, how, how the chain locker is, is providing a solution for, for, for industries we didn't even think about. Yeah. It sounds to me, Kelly, that the sky is the limit. And, you know, it just, do you have a vision or a long-term plan? Where do you see the chain locker and where do you see Kelly and Scott Miller in, let's say five years? So that that's a loaded question. I think that there's a lot of different avenues. I think that we will continue to look for additional products uh, to launch. Um, we've got a couple ideas, so I could see the the product line growing. Um, and will we uh, be fully employed by Chainlocker? Then would be my aspiration. That's the way, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm, you know, I'm not just thinking it, but I'm rooting for you because I see that as, I'm serious. I think you've hit a home run with the chain locker and I think the sky is the limit. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, something we are very passionate about. I can talk about it all day long. <laughs> oh, wow. It is great though. It's like, and even to your point about like different application and, and uses for it. Like I know I had mentioned how it would, you know, be a benefit to like take it out with me to the wood yard, but then also just storing your chains, you know, in your garage or wherever you put them. You know, I, you had mentioned like the nail on the wall. Yes. Obviously that people use just a nail on the wall, but then when you want to take those to say, maybe go get sharpened, you'd have to gather them all up and, you know, put them in something where you know if, if you walk into your dealer with a chain locker and here's your chains to sharpen i mean yeah that's they're gonna say wow what is this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and you know i know one guy kind of giggled at me but i personally i keep my chain locker i've got like a paper towel in the bottom of it with a little bit of chain oil that i actually stack all my chains on 
just to kind of keep that moisture barrier and it's got the oil in the box because the last thing you want is if you keep you know we always keep a chainsaw in the back of the truck with our with with a chain locker for when we're on the go back down to our farm which is an hour from here and the last thing you want is is you want to be able to just get what you need and 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 have it read, readily available absolutely kelly you had mentioned that your pro series which just came out now um, can hold up to six chains at once. Is that right? Well, that's a loaded question. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so if, you know, everybody's chain saw collection is so unique. If you were to tell me, ask me very specifically, how many 36 inch chains with a 0.404 pitch will fit into a pro series? I'll tell you it's six. If you just, <laughs> You know, but we've got a lot of customers, you know, even on social media, right? They'll just reach out, whether it's through message or on the post. Hey, how many how many chains fits in the chain locker? Well, number one, um, which one are you talking about? The original or the Pro Series? But then I need to know more about your saw collection. What we have learned is everybody's saw collection is so unique. You know, just like Scott and I, we've got, you know, five, six saws um, and you know, they're all different sizes. So whether you're talking that you are, you know, the 0.25 pitch, the the 3.8 pitch, a 0.404 pitch, all of those, of course, will uh, determine the, the how many will num fit, you know, with the depth. But on the same token, on the Pro Series, if you want to fit a, uh, you know, 0.404, 36 inch, but then you also have a 10 inch saw, for, that you keep for your, you know, or 12 inch for, for, for your pole saw. Well, you could actually include that in it as well, right? Nice. On just a okay. number of tabs. So every one of them are so unique. What we say is the minimum number of chains that a 20 inch, well, our original chain locker will hold, the minimum is eight. And it can go up from there depending how you want to store them. Um, but that's the minimum. And then on the Pro Series, the minimum is six, but that's of a 0.404. Uh, the minimum would be eight as well, absolute bare bones, if it were, you know, the, the three-eighths inch. So. Yeah. Well, my I have a, a steel 500i, so my saw collection is one. That's the only saw I need. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I want to remind everyone that we are sitting here talking with Kelly Miller. Kelly is the inventor and the owner, well, co-inventor, uh, co co-owner of the Chain Locker USA. She's from Northern Kentucky. And Kelly, I, I'm very impressed with you. You're very professional. And tell us a little bit about your background. You had said that you have a retail background, but, you know, do you have, did you go to college or... Uh, tell us, you know, tell us where, what got you to where you are now? So let's see. Well, my background is several people have said I've got a jack of all trades, but first and foremost, I am a uh, tomboy. There's no, no joking about that. When I was little, my mom couldn't get me in the kitchen, but my dad could get me outside stacking the firewood. <laughs> um, and uh, I would rather be playing in dirt than anything else. That's for sure. Uh, but I do indeed. Uh, I actually, uh, my senior year in high school, I had the opportunity. I lived in Spain for a year. I was an exchange student. Oh, wow. And when, I came back, uh, when I came back, I actually went 
for my undergrad and was going to be a secondary education teacher uh, with Spanish, right, as the focus. And uh, fast forwarded past that, I realized teaching wasn't for me. Um, ended up working at a candy factory, got my master's degree, and now I work for a produce company, uh, 30 years uh, in the marketing field. Oh, wow. What colleges did you attend your bachelor's and master's? Yeah, so I first went to Moorhead State University, then I went on to Northern Kentucky University, and then my master's is from Thomas More College. Go Eagles. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's really good. How about Scott? Could you give us a quick background on Scott? Absolutely. So uh, Scott has been a field engineer for a uh, company uh, now for 36 years, maybe 35 years. So uh, he has uh, enjoyed the fruits of one employer all these years. He's also wow. a taxidermist and uh, literally not because I'm married to him, but because he, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, he's one of the best you'll ever meet. Um, it's, it's a true skill and an art and he treats every, uh, everybody's work as though he were, we're, we're doing it to hang on our own wall. Um, and, uh, he's a great hunter and good partner to be uh, rocking and roll as we figure this, uh, next phase out in our life. That's awesome. And you met him turkey hunting. Is that right? Literally. So at Whoa. 5 a.m. or it's probably what, maybe 6.30 in the morning, I guess it was. And I'm set up in the bush, in a bush at the at the bottom of a hill at, and down in a local town here called Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. And uh, I see this guy walking towards me and it's the sun's coming up and I'm all these you know, all these toms are, are, are goblin up in the trees <laughs> and the hens are hackling and he's walking through the woods and I'm literally shooing him away, shooing him away. <laughs> like you're walking towards me. And I mean, to be fair, we were, uh, on a, uh, one of our friends, uh, on his property. And so, and, and he just didn't realize I was going to pick the best spot. And I guess he had opened there the prior decade like every year in a row that's where he opened up at and i was sitting in a spot <laughs> <laughs> hilarious wow <laughs> all right well kelly i want to um thank you for sitting down with us here and uh but just don't get up and leave now we have a segment of these interviews that we call woodhounded <laughs> And Dan, what do we do when we woodhound a interviewee? We rapid fire questions at you, and all you need is a one word response. One word Bring answer. It on. Bring it on, boys. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Uh, as to the best of your ability, one word. And uh, Dan, if you want to get the stopwatch ready. Yes, one second here. We will turn on. The clock. All right. And Are you ready? Go. All right. What car did you take your driver's test in? Diesel Dasher. What is your favorite chainsaw? Crickets. MS211. What is your favorite fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Where is your dream vacation? 
Alaska. Do you believe in UFOs? No. What is your yes. favorite band? <laughs> Kid Rock. What is your favorite firewood species? Hedge apple. <laughs> I was not expecting an Osage Orange reply to that. That's, that, that again, that just speaks highly to uh, to you here as yes. an outdoors person. Yeah. Okay. Where would you rather go? I think I already know the answer to this one, Dan. To a truck pole or a symphony orchestra? Truck pole. <laughs> Who is your favorite historical figure? Lincoln. And what is your favorite sports team? Wildcats. Kentucky Wildcats. And there we go. And nice we go. job. Nice job. Okay. And my Kelly. son is not going to be happy because I'm supposed to say the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, boy. We are officially a split home. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> Kelly, you have survived the woodhounding experience. So congratulations to that. <laughs> yes, nice, nice work on those on the answers. But none uh -huh. of my answers were like one word though. And so I was stumbling. Chick that is the challenge. Two words. Kid Rock. Yeah. Two words. And oh well. Yeah. <laughs> she was, apple, she, two words. Oh, just you're just in violation of the of the uh, the rules here. <laughs> But that's what makes you so special, and that's probably what makes Chain Locker a success. So, Dan, uh, let's all uh, thank uh, Kelly Miller uh, for coming out here and spending some time with us and allowing all of our listeners to get to know her and the Chain Locker better. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Kelly. It was great meeting you, and thanks for being here on the Woodhounds podcast, the number one firewood podcast in the world. That's right. And uh, Dan, I'm serious. I don't want to get corny here or anything, but, you know, look at the position that we found ourselves in with meeting people like uh, Kelly and, you know, her husband, Scott and the chain locker. And I just hope that we can keep this going and, um, you know, bring this type of, of entertainment and information to all of the people out there that support this podcast. So, Kelly, once again, thank you very much. Great meeting you. Likewise. Thank you both. Thank you, Kelly. All right, Dan. Well, what do you say? Let's strike up the band and let's get out of here. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you back here each and every week, 5 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday mornings. Tune in to the yep. Woodhounds podcast. And, Kelly, you got one last duty here before we leave. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Woodhounds podcast. And Dan, I want to tell you to be safe. And Kelly, have a great day. Bye.